Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you know what? It's those little gestures that can mean so much. I totally agree, but are you talking about something specifically? Yeah, here? yeah. I've just went into empty the dishwasher and lo and behold, and what an amazing feeling that I looked in and it's already been done. And I know it wasn't you. Well, if it wasn't me, it's got to have been Hunter because we are the only other two people in this household that would yeah, even no, consider honestly, doing that. Yes. Um, no, I did ask him and he said, he went, oh yeah, I emptied it for you, mum. And honestly, it really melted my heart and it just goes to show that just the smallest act of kindness can go such a long way. We're the Speakmans, married couple, life change therapists, authors of a number of books, including the latest one, Everyday Confidence, and we're TV therapists too. In fact, we've had some very funny experiences that have happened to us on TV, including, this is something that I'm going to admit now, but I decided to wear false eyelashes when I was hurtling down an Olympic bobsleigh track in Austria on live TV and my lashes started on my eyes and honestly ended up on my cheeks. So I literally had to open and close my mouth to flutter my lashes. I remember that well, Eva. <laughs> Very that, embarrassing. It was a, but wasn't that a frightening experience it going was. down that? Frightening and fun. So anyway, we, uh, we love showing people how to overcome their fears and anxieties, their OCDs, PTSD, confidence issues, and even eating disorders. We're so keen for you to make a positive change in your life, which is why we've created this space for you to hear us now and to hear how other people have conquered their anxieties. And that, plus some tips and a bit of theory from us, should set you well on your way. Come on into our therapy room, everyone. This is Making the Change. I just think, it, I just think it's just so lovely. And then it made me start to think about other little acts of kindness. Oh, that, all the ones that I do, you mean? Um, I'll, I'll think on that one, Nick. <laughs> there's nothing Go on, such as? That, well, there's nothing that's coming springing to mind right now. But, um, do you know, and, and the reason why is because you're so used to my absolute and utter 24-7 kindness that you just can't, <laughs> you can't, you just can't separate it, can you? Yeah. Because it's is always it there. Is, do you think? Yes. Um, but no, I think, 
mean, just little things, you know, things that we, things that we underestimate, you know, so even like, you know, offering to run an errand for somebody yes. or, you know, what I think it's always nice baking because, you know, I like making cakes and I like baking and cooking. So, you know, just m- making something for somebody that you've spent time on. And even if it's just something for you that you think is really easy, like you just knock up some biscuits or whatever, which I know you couldn't do. But, you know, that kind of thing, I think, is is just a really nice thing to do. Do you know, I've got a friend and every Saturday, I think it is, yeah. without fail, he goes to McDonald's. And what he does when he orders his meal, he says, I want to pay for the person in front and the person behind as well. That is lovely. Can you imagine? And he does it every week. And again, talking about that, what, what I appreciate is people that listen to our podcast, for example, the fact that they will go on and leave a review for us. And in the same way that some of you know, the most incredible emails we get in our office of yep. people saying, I've been to one of your workshops and, and this is how my life has changed since. Because again... People don't need to do that, and we, and as you know, we get the most incredible. No, I've got one actually. Yeah, Um, so yeah, I do. I've got an email. So it says, "Dear Nick and Eva, I'm really enjoying your podcast, and wanted to tell you about a change I made in my life. Having been bullied throughout childhood by a sibling, I was pretty quiet." and subdued by the time I started senior school. The fact I was quiet made me a target of school bullying. It wasn't physical, but more unkind teasing and humiliation. Well, I've got to tell you, Nick, when I'm reading this, just straight away, hits a little bit of a nerve with me because it's sort of, you know, I've been through similar situations. Yes, you have, yeah. and, and it's amazing. that What I love is that this person has put, it wasn't physical, but more unkind teasing and humiliation. And I think that people don't realise the impact and the emotional wounds that can be left after cutting words. And it is that, isn't it? It's cutting words leave deeper wounds often, especially if you're a nice person because you it's think... It's quite a big statement, that, Eva. It is, isn't it? Cutting wounds leave deeper wounds. I think you need to say that again. Yeah, what did you say? I forgot what you said. <laughs> I think you're at that age, aren't you, Nick? Cutting words. No, no, it's, 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 it's right. Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's Cutting important. words yeah. leave deeper wounds. Yeah, no, I think, I think they do because, you know, if I think about when I was at school, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't violence. It was being mean. It was kind of antagonising, teasing, humiliating, being laughed at. And that, but siblings really? as well, like you said. And yeah. and the thing is that whereas if you have a sibling that's, you know, maybe two, three, four years older than you, the you know, in that period of development in, in, in your life, there's a that is a massive, massive, massive gap in, yeah. in intelligence, in understanding of the world, in experience. And something that's said in jest by an older sibling can crush a younger sibling, but they don't. But they don't mean no, it that they way. Don't. Even. They don't. That's yeah. that. You know that, and that is something that we should. You know, we shouldn't be angry at anybody here because you know we know that people that are unkind do so usually because they've been treated badly themselves or they think badly about themselves. But anyway, going back to this this email, it then goes on to give me something to do at lunch and to shield from the bullies. I joined a lunchtime choir and absolutely loved it. I joined a drama group at school, which I loved. Um, the bullies pushed me to hide away, but this was the start of me realizing I was good at something, singing. And I also made friends in the choir, which helped my confidence. My passion for singing took me to my current career as a professional singer, primarily in musical theatre. Thanks to my bullies, and this is really important, thanks to my bullies, I found me. I found my one true love and I have travelled the world. I hope you get a chance to read my email. Thanks for doing what you do, Helen. 
I love that. That's amazing. That's kind of where That's you... really turning your life completely around through something that was bad. Yeah, and letting the bullies yeah. actually build you Motivate up. Motivate you. Because what she's done there is that she's at school, she's being bullied. And like I said, this is why it kind of resonated with me, this email, because I remember being exactly the same. Worst times were that I used to dread, loved lessons, dreaded playtime, lunchtime and walking home. Uh, and I remember that I did drama. And, and it's amazing that she's gone from feeling that, you know, I've got to go and do something just to hide away. Yet that thing that she did is actually what has developed her. And now it's it's her career. So like you say, t- talk about turning something very negative into a positive. And the fact that she said, you know, that she started to do the choir and then she made friends as well, you know, because that gave, suddenly she's with a group of people and they've all got a commonality. Yeah. And, and that obviously is what friendship's about is when we find something that we've got in common with somebody and I don't know where I've heard this statement but it's so true that people like people that are like themselves so if you find somebody or meet somebody who has similar interests which by the way is a great say great way I know that a lot of people speak to us and ask us about tips on how to start conversations or they struggle in social situations and the advice is always find a commonality so whatever that might be and that's probably why a lot of us speak about the weather don't you think? Yeah, and, and you're right. And, and one of the best questions is to, to ask people is, is open-ended questions. So yeah. you're not going to get a yes or a no. A great question is, what's the most important thing in your life right now? Mm, that's nice. Because for someone to answer that, they've got to tell you a lot about themselves and then you can look for those commonalities and ask further questions around that. But then it started making me... Th- I mean, both of us have been bullied at school, weren't we? And... And it's really quite sad that I know that people who have been bullied or who have been made to feel bad often think, oh, my gosh, it's me. It's it's my fault. But it actually never, ever is, is it? I mean, no. So many people have been victims of bullying. And I've got to tell you that having gone through what I went through... What are you doing then? I'm no, trying no, to put no, my no, cup of tea yeah, down. You're trying to break something. Oh, no, I'm you? not. I tried to put my cup of tea down. But as you know, my <clears> cup of tea is as big as a blinking bucket. It's, uh, yeah, I've got a spilt it. No, I've not spilt it. But um, yeah, so uh, I forgot what I was saying now. I'm going like you. <laughs> okay. You're having. Uh... You're going like me. You. Yeah. Far, honestly, your memory is far worse than mine. It has time. been in recent has, times. I'm not going to lie. Been. I'm not going to deny it. It really has. <clears throat> uh, but yes, I was saying about, about bullies and they made me more determined. Uh, I think that the things that I learned from my bullies, and I think if you can find a positive from any negative, it kind of eases some of the pain, doesn't it? And it. It helps you to think, well, actually, no, I went and I I shouldn't have gone through that and that should never have happened and it was awful. However, what I took from that was, and and for me, definitely having had bullies in my life, obviously it made me do drama at school, which maybe I wouldn't have done. That then helped me to make new friends like Helen did because we have a commonality, makes your social circle bigger. It made me step out of my comfort zone, which in itself helps to raise your, your confidence and because of the bullying, I would find that I wanted to hide away. So I would go into the library more or I would read more or I would do more schoolwork. And that actually ended up being in my benefit because I got better exam results and did better at school as a consequence of that. But you Amazing. were bullied as well, weren't you? Yeah, I was bullied because I, due to my ill health, I was hardly at school. And as a result of that, I was uh, I was like really sickly child and uh, I got bullied by a few kids really. But there's one in particular... And, and you know what? I just got to the point one day where I just had enough. You know, just like 
punching you when you walk down the corridor and things oh, like that. That's and, awful. And then it just got to the got to the point where I just turned and started fighting back with him. And uh, and at the time, I came worse off, but never bothered me again. Yeah. And funnily enough, I mean, I would never, again. I'd never advocate violence at all. So you know, that was you. That was many no, years ago. Yeah, and it's it not was. A way and, to no, resolve. no, but you know, I'd, I'd said we stopped doing that. I don't like that. And and all the conversations. But sometimes you just. Uh, but the the interesting thing was. I met my bully later on in life, about 20 years later, and he was like, hi, Nick, how are you? you know, and, and I was quite shocked that he was just so friendly towards me. And when we got into conversation, he, he didn't perceive it as bullying at all. And it's because that he was brought up with, he had two other brothers and his dad was pretty violent and they all like punched each other in the house and it was just part of his behaviour. So whilst for me it was bullying, for him it was just not normal stuff. Yeah. So. So what you're saying is that actually, because that's what he learned at home, to him, that was like an act of friendship and I really like it. Yeah, it's the complete opposite, a a bullying, really. I mean, we always say, don't we, that no one's born bad, but they become bad because of the circumstances or they have bad behaviours because they see bad behaviours. And that's very evident in your situation, isn't it? Whereas I think with mine, looking back, and looking back, it was probably a very backhanded compliment in the... I think that I was bullied because I did do well at school and I really enjoyed all my lessons and because I enjoyed them, I did well. And, you know, I think that people would look on on me and our family and, you know, I had a nice home and I had everything that I ever needed and I had nice clothes and things. So I can imagine that for the people that bullied me, that they were envious because they didn't have what I had. So it wasn't because of me or because I was a bad person or because I deserved it in any way. It was actually because they were envious. So it was kind of a backhanded compliment. And I think that we also should sort of appreciate that, and and I think your example is great, in that, you know, bullies will only bully people that they can get away with doing it to, which means that if if you're accepting it, it just shows what a nice person you are because you don't want any confrontation. So it's not an ideal situation, but if we can turn that into a positive and use it to our advantage, then actually, and see see it for what it is and not how it felt. You know, you were bullied because you've got such amazing qualities and that, that what a bully says or does says more about them than it does about you. I know we've got a very exciting guest joining us and I'm really interested to see if what we've just been speaking about would relate to him in any way. Yeah, he's uh, he's a member of our TV family. He's multi-talented in fashion, cooking, presenting, book writing, and he's also a DJ. Welcome, our gorgeous friend, Gok Wan, MBE. Hi, Gok. Hi, Gok. Hi, guys. Look at you, very glamorous in your very beautiful, plush living room. Not many people match their homes. You two look as if you were born in that house. It looks very gorgeous and very lovely. It's lovely to see and it's lovely to chat with you. Um, and just just sort of we've been talking today about how we should let our bullies build us because both Nick and I were bullied at school and we've we read an email out earlier from a lady who was bullied, but she she actually used that situation positively. And and in hindsight, I guess now we have too. So I my question to you, Gok, is like, have you in your youth, childhood experienced bullies and perhaps been able to put a spin on that in your life? Yeah, I have. I was bullied at school. 
like so many other millions of people around the world. And it wasn't kind of Hollywood bullying. It wasn't the bullying that was very obvious. It was more psychological warfare. It was the name calling. It was the kind of belittling. Um, and just to put a bit of a perspective on it, I was very overweight. I was also very camp. I was also mixed race. And so I was kind of almost like a feeding ground for people that wanted to be mean. And I guess it took me a long time to work on the positives of that because it's so excruciatingly painful when it's happening. And in fact, I had another experience happen to me when I was much later on in life, probably around 18, 19 years old, when I was threatened. So I was a one incident bullying case, which you would imagine, you know, I suppose some people may imagine you might get over quite easily, especially if you've been bullied for a long period of time when you're younger. But in fact, that experience had a far bigger impact on me where it made me very afraid to go out a lot of the time it made me very afraid to be in certain parts of the city that I was brought up in Um, it made me question what I would wear what I looked like and all that kind of stuff from one experience but back in 2009 I wrote my autobiography and it was a very cathartic but also really painful experience because I had to deal with all that stuff and talk about the stuff that I didn't have the courage to talk about when I was younger And I wrote a line and it goes something like, you know, thank you to all the bullies because without you, I wouldn't be the person I am today. And I do truly believe that because my job is about compassion. It's about helping people, um, you know, whether that's helping people to dress or helping people with their body confidence or helping people learn to cook or helping people to have a good night when I'm DJing. Every single job I tend to do now is from a service point of view. And I love that. And I couldn't be that person had I not gone through all of those experiences. So whilst they were very painful, they have absolutely defined me for who I am today. And a lot of people, I think, are slightly afraid to say that, you know, the bullying defined them. But no, I'm a product of that. And I'm really grateful for that because I feel... I've never felt happier or more confident with who I am. And all of, that, all of that stuff comes from how I treat other people. And I wouldn't be able to do that if I didn't know what it felt like to feel like completely at the bottom of the pile, to be the most useless, ugliest, most unattractive person. Had I not experienced that, then I, there's no way that I would be this person today at the bright age of 46. That is in- incredible. One thing that, I've, that I must ask, you, you've changed your life so amazingly when you look back at those incidents of bullying and, and it's just interesting when you said the one attack when you when you're 18 or 19 do you do you have any negative feelings when you look back at those in any way yeah i mean i, I just there's part of me of course that wishes it never happened i wasted a long time being very afraid but I, you know what? I, I think the older you get, the more I try anyway. And this may not work for every person. And I also want to point out as well, what I've done in my life to reshape my life will not necessarily work for every person. Um, but it has worked for me. And, and I, I don't want to live with fear. I don't want to live with regret. I don't want to be angry any longer. And, you know, it's interesting because as I've got older, I've also started to think to myself, you know, those situations, what kind of world were those people living in? You know, what, what makes them that person? Because they, they, it's taught behaviour. You naturally don't come into this world being horrible. You don't come into this world being spiteful. So that person probably was going through a much rougher time than I was at that time. And I just happened to be the vehicle for that aggression at that moment. And it was a terrible moment. But also as well, I've got to find the compassion in my heart and in my soul to think, actually, that person could have been going through a lot more rubbish than I was. And so I can't be angry with that. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's just so lovely to listen to you because literally the, you're so wise in everything that you're saying there and it, and you're absolutely spot on and and to carry any hatred or or any anger it is almost like uh, you, may, you may have heard this statement about it's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die they they get no repercussions of your anger and hatred only you they've left your life but you're allowing that punishment to continue. And quite often, and in fact, not even quite often, I'm going to put my neck out there and say 100% of the time, it's nice people that are bullied or targeted because they're the ones that actually don't fight back within that moment. Because we can't imagine how anybody could be so mean or cruel. And, And before you joined us, I actually, going back to your school days where you said quite it wasn't physical bullying. Mine wasn't physical bullying at school, but it's amazing how words have the ability to create deeper emotional wounds than a punch. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with that. You know, physical reactions, you know, if you get punched, it might hurt for a split second. You know, you may even have an after effect, like a bruise or it might break a bone, you know, but that, that feeling of pain... Um, I think, well, I don't know, I don't know this for sure, but I'm assuming that that pain, you can forget what that pain feels like. But when somebody comes at you with words, and they always say that words cut deeper than a sword, don't they? And when a word is there, but but the hardest thing is, it's not necessarily the words that you get thrown at you. It's when you start believing the words. It's when you start thinking, oh, actually, you're right. 
you know, I, I am fat, I am ugly, you know, I am camp, you know, and all the other names that come. When you start believing it, because it's by repetition, isn't it? Because if you hear something enough, it will start getting drummed into your brain and it almost becomes a chant inside your head. And so when somebody says that, you, you then accept, oh, it's the truth. Because if enough people are telling me that I'm worthless, if enough people are telling me that I'm unattractive, then, then that, they, they can't all be wrong. It must be it. But it's only when you start believing that that then I think that's when it starts cutting even deeper. But you're in control of that to a certain extent. I'm not saying, and again, this is, this, is, this is my process and I'm not saying this is the thing for everyone. But when I started to understand that I could create a layer and that the, the words or the action could go in, but then I refused to let it go any deeper, that's when I started having control of those situations. And I didn't do it the right way because a lot of the stuff, if I could change stuff of how I dealt with it, I would change. And we don't have enough time in your living room for me to go through all of that stuff. But it's when <laughs> I started taking control of those situations that then I could almost prevent the words or, or the, the bullying to go any deeper than it needed to. So it was surface level for a long time. And as I've got older, I've kind of employed that in every part of my life, you know, in the industry, you know, working in the public eye, you know, in relationships. And it's about having a guard up. And it's about being protected. But it's also about knowing when to open the gate and to turn around and say, you're allowed in. This is my space and you're allowed in because I trust you. And so that, again, is another control thing, isn't it? And as you know, guys, I'm quite controlling. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's about knowing the people that I want in within my safe space. So it's not, I will welcome everybody in and I will give everybody a chance to be my friend, to be in my life. But the minute that I sense that fear, the minute that I don't feel that this is a great situation, then I now have the confidence and the ability to close that guard. And when I was younger, I didn't have that knowledge. And so I let everybody in. I thought everyone was the same as me. Everyone wanted to be kind. Everyone wanted to look after each other. But then when you get let down by this situation, I wasn't strong enough to have a guard. So I didn't know how to keep people away. I let it affect me. And again, that in itself shows strength of character, doesn't it? But I think in the early years, everyone falls into that trap because we see the world through our eyes and we we assume because of that that everyone's like us. And therefore, if we won't let someone down, we don't expect someone to let us down. With maturity, we realise that actually we all look at the world different and some people don't look at it as nicely as we do. And, and I think what you've said there is absolutely right letting people into a point, but then going, hold on a minute. And, you know, and, and essentially there's then a test but based on my previous experience. Are these people going to carry on being like that or potentially could they hurt me? And you're absolutely right in what you've said. It kind of goes full circle, doesn't it? Because exactly what you were talking about today earlier on, being a product of your situation is that if you with knowledge and with uh, experience and stuff, and you get that confidence to be able to do it, you have to trust that your situations that you've been through are going to continue to develop you as a person. And so, and I think that, you know, going full circle with everything that we're saying, we have to look back at our experiences and as painful as they may be at times, we have to, I think we have to try and find peace with them. It may not be possible for everyone, but if you are able to do it, then there is only one positive reaction from that, which is you being a calmer, far more sorted person, I think. And again, this is from my perspective and I have to make that really clear because I get so scared 
scared that the people are going to think I'm preaching because I'm not in a position to preach about this. But, you know, this is what I've been through. This is what I try and do. And every day is a struggle. You know, and no one's immune to having a a bad bad day. day. And therefore, we have to learn to forgive because some days we will need to be forgiven because of some of the things that we've done because we're just having a bad day. But one thing that's important is we're never having a bad life. And that's the key. Yeah. My wonderful assistant, Chris, who I don't know whether you've met him or not, but anyway, he's basically, he just completely makes my life better a hundred times over every single day. And he once said to me, probably not even that long ago, a couple of years ago, he said to me, you can only do your best. Now, I've heard this a million times and I've read this a million times but I've never ever he said it right at the right moment and it was almost like putting a penny into a money box it literally dropped and I felt it sink deep into the bottom of my stomach you can only do your best and it genuinely is one of the best pieces of advice I've ever been given because you're absolutely right Nick you know we're not perfect and we can never claim to be perfect we all make mistakes and we all do the right thing and we all do the wrong things and no one no human on this planet can possibly be expected to make the right decision every single time including the people that bullied us including all of those people and which is where the forgiveness comes from but also as well in times when things become completely overwhelming and and confusing and all occupying of our brain I just have to, I, I just say to myself, you can, you can only do your best in this situation. And bizarrely, those, those simple words that we've heard a million times do the biggest thing that you could ever imagine. It's better than any drug you can take because you do, it genuinely gives you complete clarity instantly. It's quite bizarre. And, and I love the, the fact that you said that because there's so many times in our lives where we'll hear something over and over and over again. And yet, on that particular day, at that particular time, it resonated. Do we have to be at a point where we have to be ready to actually receive it? We're hearing it all the time, but the day that we're ready to receive it, that's when it makes the impact. Yeah, or, or then there's another way to look at it, Nick, which is, do we then possibly stop searching for the complexities of mental health and where we are in our lives, and we look at the simple stuff? You know, the small stuff. Don't sweat the small stuff, they say. And I kind of get that. I kind of agree with Sometimes if I'm in a bad state and I'm constantly looking for, you know, the layers and where's it coming from and did it start here and why am I behaving this way and why am I having this reaction? Sometimes you just have to stop and breathe and think, what is the simple answer here? And the simple answer will always be, I think, the answers that have the most amount of clarity because it, when in a state of confusion, the last thing you want to do is confuse yourself even more. Would you agree with that? Gok, honestly, it's something that I talk about literally all the time. And, and my analogy that I use when we talk at our workshops about this is that I will say to people in the room, I'll say, right, we, we came here last night and, and this was a darkened room and we were setting up. And what I could have done because it was a darkened room is found the hotel manager and got the wiring diagrams for the room. And I would have found out that some some of the lights are 24 volts, some are 12 volts, some are 240, some are wired up from the floor, some are wired down from the ceiling, right? And got into the whole complexities of, of all that. Whereas what was the problem? It was a dark room. What do I want to know? Where's the switch? Yeah. <laughs> 
I love that. It makes total sense though, doesn't it? It does make total sense and it's so bizarre. A, a great thing that we use, and I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, Gok, but you know when you do have one of those days and things just seem to be kind of going wrong and, and it, it, it can kind of get a little bit overwhelming and going back to simplicity is that whatever's going wrong, whatever you're thinking, whatever it is, if that thought or those words that come out of your mouth, whatever they are, you end that sentence with, but luckily, and I'll give you an example, then it pushes you into a positive direction. So for example, I'm having a bad day, but luckily it's not a bad life. Two simple so, words. Yeah, it's, you know, it's absolutely chucking it down outside, but luckily I've got an umbrella. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do you know what I do, which kind of fits with that? is every single, and I, I started doing this probably about four years ago, and in fact, I put it on my Instagram, and I get so many people reacting to it, but I smile for 60 seconds before I do anything else. And the minute I wake up, before I have been for a wee, before I have done anything, I lay in bed and I make myself just do a fake smile. Now, I've kind of researched it since, and some people think it does work as a psychological reaction. Some people think it's a load of cod's wallop, you know, I don't care. It works for me. It, it sends this message to my brain that actually I'm, I'm far happier. And, and I always find that that split moment of being conscious from being asleep is one of my happiest times because it's when my brain is purest. It's when I'm not thinking about what I've got on that day. It's not when I'm thinking about, oh, that happened yesterday. I'm always overthinking stuff. But when that split moment of happiness, when I've just woken up and I haven't thought about anything of the day and I just smile for 60 seconds, it programs my brain. And that is my version of your luckily, I think, because I'm going, actually, regardless of what today is going to hold, I'm, I'm, setting, I'm setting up a precedent for how my day is going to be. And, you know, when it gets really tough, I'll just smile through it. I love, I, that. I, I love that. That's a, that's and a great... And we definitely believe, with, we're with you, we totally believe that smiling helps to release feel-good hormones. It helps us to feel better, thousand percent. But what's interesting, whether you believe in that or not, what you said there, which is absolutely perfect, is it works for me. And that's the thing, right? What works for some people won't necessarily work for others. And what you've got to do in life is find out what works for you? Um, can I share, before we finish, can I share the, the, this, maybe, the, is it the best piece of advice, the second best? I've also got this terrible habit of saying that all the pieces of advice I've been given are the best piece because I feel so grateful for people giving them to me. So I don't want them to feel like I'm letting them down. So, so a while ago, I was having a really tough time. I was overstretched at work, which I am in full control of because I have the option to say yes to the work or no to the work, but I love working. But anyway, I'd taken too much on and I was working way too much and I felt very, very stretched. I felt very stretched socially. I felt guilty for not being there for my friends. I felt stretched with my family. I wasn't there for my family because I was so consumed with, you know, on this hamster wheel, as we, you know, as we all know about. Anyway, I was on this hamster wheel and I was absolutely knackered. I was exhausted. And I called my sister up, who is a, a great source of inspiration. She also tells me how it is. You know, she's not ever going to mince her words with me. She will tell me what's going on. And I called my sister up and I was quite upset. And I said, I'm knackered. And I was moaning, moaning, moaning about all the stuff in my life that wasn't right and everything else. And she just stopped me as my sister only can. And she said to me, one day, all my family call me Babe. So my nickname's Babe. No one calls me Gok or my real name. They call me Babe. And she said, one day, Babe, you'll be dying. And I was like, thanks for that. That's amazing. Thank <laughs> you. That's amazing. Already I feel better. 
Uh, one day you'll be dying and hopefully that will be in a bed. And in that room, you'll be surrounded by all the things that were the most important things in your life. And you've just got to imagine what are those things going to be? Is it going to be that job that you're on at the moment that's stressing you out? Is it going to be that relationship that's giving you loads of headache? Is it going to be your bank balance? Is it going to be all of those things? What's going to be around your bed? And, and she said, so you've got to think to yourself right now, just plan what you want around your bed. What are those most important things? Because that room isn't going to be enormous and you're only going to have a handful of things surrounding your bed that are the most important that you will want to be a part of before your last moments on this earth. And she was completely right. Completely right. Absolutely. Well, honestly, Gork, you are like a ray of sunshine. You're just such a lovely And as you just said, person. you can say, you know, you're in charge. You can say yes or no. So thank you for saying yes to this interview with yeah, us today. And for I absolutely us. adored it. And I adore the pair of you. I love the time that we have. We don't have enough time together. And we've still not gotten really drunk together, which we need to do. I get drunk well. Yeah. Well, you know, what? we're in Manchester. So whenever you're passing by or you're going, then please... Come over, we shall get smashed together. And you're very welcome to stay with us. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've got enough outfits for your house. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so, so, Thank you so, so much. much. Thank you, guys. Love you. Love you too. Bye. See you soon. Bye. Kindness always goes a long way. And I tell you what's really kind, all those people who've already given us a five-star review. Thank you so much. If you haven't yet then there's still a chance to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, most importantly, though, if you want to get in touch with us and you've got questions or stories of your own, or if you'd like to come on the podcast yourself and be one of our guests, then please contact us using hashtag MakingTheChange on Instagram, at The Speakmans, Twitter, at The Speakmans, or Facebook, at The Speakmans. And we could be <laughs> chatting to you very soon. So realistically, what he's saying is... Just at The Speakmans. <laughs> So make sure you're back here, same time, same place next week. And by subscribing to our podcast, your phone will let you know the moment there's a new podcast episode available. A podcast? A podcast. And it'll give you a little nudge to remind you to come and join us. And honestly, we do so appreciate your company. So until then, a huge, huge thank you to our gorgeous friend and guest, Gok Wan, to our fabulous producer, Anushka Tate for Orion Publishing Limited, and of course, to you, our super lovely podcast friends for listening. Until next time, keep, keep making, making the, the change. change. Bye. Bye. This podcast is not a substitute for medical or psychological intervention, nor is the content intended to replace therapy or medical help or advice. We would therefore always strongly encourage you to speak with your doctor or health professional Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market professional about how you are feeling and also to inquire about counseling or therapy.